0: In Goldendale and hello to all of my fellow Liberty loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to Shining Sea this is the host who loves you the most Luke through Pierre on another terrific Tuesday friends today torch report 221 a peek behind the curtain following the yellow brick road one step closer to future earth friends we have to think strategy when we're trying to wrap our head around what the hell is going on in the world when we look out in the headlines we see nothing but smoke and mirrors we know there's something going on behind the scenes it's just too quiet What are they up to, this elitist group, the global cabal, those who seek to control and enslave humanity in a global socialist surveillance state? We know they're out there. We know they're scheming. And as I was looking through the headlines this morning, I thought, you know what, there's something else going on here. You know I saw the smoke and mirrors, the stage drama more propaganda and intentional distraction. but what's really going on here? And the story caught my eye. From CNN, the headline read, "Iran faces dilemma as children join protests in unprecedented phenomenon." Holy smokes, you know what's going on in Iran? Apparently, children are joining with hordes of angry women who are protesting in Iran, and that's an unprecedented phenomenon. But why is that? You know, reading from the article here, and I quote... Iran analysts say that current anti-regime protests sweeping through the country have shown that the regime has failed to subdue the younger generation. More than half of Iranians were born after the 1979 Islamic Revolution and have known no other regime. School children are protesting their leaders on an unprecedented scale that may prove difficult to contain, say experts, end quote. So, the regime, the Iranian Islamic regime, has failed to subdue the younger generation, more than half of whom have known no other leaders, and uh, the school children are protesting on an unprecedented scale. Now call me a skeptic, friends, but doesn't this all smack of commie tactics? Did you know the Islamic Revolution of 1979 was the overthrow or the ousting of a Western installed leader who was uh, progressive, shall we say, and didn't uphold the traditional cultural values of the Islamic State? And that's why we get ISIS and we get all these Al-Qaeda's. They want to fight for their for their beliefs and their traditional values, and of course they're radical terrorists. Uh, In the process. But, but, friends, according to this article, Iran has been trying to subdue the younger generations by censoring the Internet brainwashing children, and sending dissenters to re-education camps. And that's all very terrible. There's no doubt about it. But there is a larger dynamic at play here, a very specific strategy that is being deployed by the global cabal all around the world. So that's what I want to focus on, because it it does sound like a really terrible thing that the Iranians are trying to brainwash their kids and sending dissenters to re-education camps. Don't think that it can't happen right here at home, uh, centering the internet and all that. But I think this is a classic uh, example of projecting here, calling the pot calling the kettle black. So CNN saying, "Oh my gosh, these, these these you know Iranian clerics, they're they're doing all this terrible stuff." But in reality, it's and they're they're cheering for the children who are you know this having this unprecedented you know wave of protest here. But what's really going on is a bunch of commie tactics that are trying to overthrow a regime that the Western uh, uh cabal, or shall we say the global cabal in general doesn't want sitting in Iran. Now, here's a few headlines from the World Health Organization today. That's <laughs> kind of an abrupt change of place. But uh, you know what's going on here, I want to point out, I want to show you how this connects to what's going on, the global strategy around the world. And to do so, we're going to take a two, uh, look at two headlines from the World Health Organization today. They've been having the World Health Summit. And uh, on this, well, we'll get into that here. We're going to dig into it. But here's a couple of headlines. Launch of major new progress report on women and children's health and this this new progress report says and i quote produced through the every woman every child initiative The report calls upon the global community to protect the promises made to women, children, and adolescents in the Sustainable Development Goals, to tackle the triple crisis of conflict, climate change, and COVID-19 effects, and to invest and commit to restore lost gains for women, children, and youth. Wow, that's so inspiring! What a coincidence that there's a headline on CNN about uh, you know women and youth protesting to overthrow the regime, and the World Health Organization launching this new major report. Kind of like when the, the World Health Organization launched a big campaign against breast milk, and then all of a sudden, uh, I'm sorry, against formula, stating that breast milk was the only way to feed a baby, and then all of a sudden, all the formula disappeared off the shelf. So what? That's the kind of connection here. Another article from the World Health Organization today: the staggering. Backsliding Across Women's, Children's, and Adolescents Health Revealed in New UN Analysis. That's the title of the article, and I quote, The impacts of COVID-19, conflicts, and climate crisis have raised the stakes for vulnerable communities, revealing the weaknesses and inequities in healthcare systems and reversing hard-won progress for women, children, and adolescents, but we are not powerless to change this. End quote. <laughs> I throw a little bit of inspirational fire in there, but hmm, hmm. Do you see the familiar language pattern here? The triple threat of COVID conflicts and the climate crisis have reversed hard-won progress and led to lost gains for women, children, and youth. And that, and that, friends, is why the Global Cabal has issued an international call to protect the promise. That's their movement. The protect the promise. We gotta protect the promise to protect the children, the women and children. Because In their own words, empowered women, children, and adolescents are the key to achieving a better world. Empowered women, children, and adolescents are the key to achieving a better world. Think strategy, think political strategy, because, geez, you know, these global leaders, wow, you know, they they must be the most noble and kind and compassionate people on the planet, right? You know, wrong. Just think about all the ways that. Women and children would suffer if it wasn't for the globalist regime taking direct action to enforce equality and fight for their rights, which brings us back to the unprecedented protests in Iran. Think about it, friends. Why are the schoolchildren protesting? Shouldn't they be learning something or maybe playing outside or just being kids? Why are these children So emotionally engaged in the political process should be a fair question. And the answer in my mind is because of their teachers. They're teachers who have been indoctrinated into the progressive agenda, who now suffer from the collective delusions of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and however the hell you say that in Iranian. But they've been trained by the global cabal through one of their seemingly infinite number of NGOs and international outreach programs. So it's the same template being installed at the local level in Iran. It's it's a societal template being passed down from on high. Now, the question arises rises, friends. Where do these ideas come from? Meaning, where does all this focus on getting women and children involved in the political revolution come from? Ah, yes, that's right. It comes from communism because the commies are taking over the world. You know, we know, we know, friends, that communists prey upon women and children by claiming there are all kinds of threats and injustices in the world that only the state can protect them from. This is how they get Women and children emotionally involved, and once they are involved, they become an army of emotional activists who can then be leveraged to accelerate change and topple regimes. It's political capital. It's political strategy, pure and simple. Uh, link there, torture report two hundred four, how they target children. If you're not familiar with the commies targeting children, you uh, you might want to read that one there. Okay, but think about the kids who are popping tires on dairy trucks and tossing tomato sauce on million-dollar oil paintings and lying down on the streets to stop traffic and protest to fossil fuels. You know, we're destroying the planet, you know. They are emotionally engaged in the political process. And as silly and frustrating as it seems, they are effective tools because they're hard to ignore. It's like a kid screaming and throwing a fit. It's hard to ignore. Think about all the angry young women who were actively protesting at the end of Roe v. Wade. Oh, you know, they're renting, weeping and gnashing of teeth, you know, and how all of that emotional outrage was said to have impacted the midterm elections. Again, the emotional engagements lead directly to political impact as, you know, as the one and only modern day Pocahontas, Senator, Senator Elizabeth Warren succinctly states, with regard to the roe V. she says, I'm angry, angry and upset and determined. I'm angry, I'm angry and upset and determined. You know, what else do you need to get out the vote? You know, angry, upset and determined individuals can change the course of history, not because they have any logical solutions or real reason to be mad or a real understanding of the problems that we face, but because they're raw Emotional reaction compels them to vote for the political wizards who are pushing their buttons and pulling the levers behind the curtain. You know, that is only, of course, one angle here, friends. There's, we want to go a little bit deeper here. Uh, There's a bigger picture. The bigger picture here is that these same timeless tactics are being deployed all across the board. So at this week's World Health Summit, Put on by the UN, the WHO, and, and an international conglomeration of NGOs, we find the following breakout sessions okay? Meaningful youth engagement with global health governance. This is a breakout, and i mean, in a training. The world leaders are getting together to talk about meaningful youth engagement in global health. Governance. What are they talking about? And I read a quote here. Young people are one of the biggest demographics on this planet. In many countries, they represent the biggest part of society. It is essential that youth are meaningfully part of the decision-making process Process around the glo- around global health on all levels. End quote. Fascinating. It's essential that youth are a meaningful part of the decision-making process on global health. Hmm. We're gonna come back and synthesize all this together. Uh, but I want to read another breakout session. The title of the session is "Securing Global Health for Socioeconomic for the Socioeconomic Transformation." And I quote. Our economic system puts an excess focus on generating economic wealth. We need a socioeconomic transformation for an economy that supports social well-being. Thus, public health systems play a critical role in this transformation, end quote. And we know that public health systems, you know, uh, children or youth should be making a meaningful part in this global public health decision on all levels. Moving on, another uh, breakout session. As titled, Sustainable Health for People and Planet. And I quote to you, human health and well-being is dependent on life-supporting ecosystems, which in turn depend on planetary, planetary geophysical balances. It is indispensable to stay within planetary boundaries. Prevention at systems transformation level and governing public goods are necessary steps to be initiated quickly. Now that is fascinating. Wow, sustainable health for people and planet means that we need to have systems transformation and governing of public goods because this is necessary and it should be initiated quickly more on that in a moment the final one i want to point out here friends is lessons learned from covid-19 preventing zoonotic disease emergence and i quote to you more than 70% of emerging infectious diseases are zoonosis diseases caused by germs that spread between wild animals farm animals and humans because we're just hackable animals it is therefore necessary to step set up a one health approach Integrating human health, animal health, and environmental health. I, friends, uh, episode 93, torture Report 93, the one agenda the rule them all really ties, talks about how they've been trying to thread this all together. They've been tying it together for a long time. But this goes on to say, this type of approach will make it possible to implement prevention strategies before human populations start to be affected. This approach will make it possible to implement preventative preventative measures, prevention strategies before human populations start to be affected. You know, let's put it all together, friends. The global cabal is actively enrolling children in their political revolution, making them a meaningful part of the decision-making process because, as everybody knows, the kids know what's best. Kids understand the connection between public and planetary health, which is why they are so emotionally engaged in the socioeconomic transformation of society. It just can't be any other way. The children quickly grasp the planetary geophysical balances that make governing public goods, i.e. central control, an indispensable aspect of the revolution. Youth – can see why a One Health approach is clearly necessary to make it possible for the whole world to implement integrated prevention strategies before we all die. (laughs) In short, friends, future generations have been conditioned to accept that global problems require global solutions and that centralized global governments is the only answer. And that, friends, as you well know, is a huge problem. But make no mistake, friends, it's not just the kids who believe this stuff. Several generations have already undergone the institutional indoctrination that leads to the slippery slope of socialism. That would be what all of the woke ideology is about. We are now on the verge, the tipping point of collectively sacrificing sovereignty, that's self-sovereignty, local sovereignty, that we're sacrificing sovereignty for the illusion of safety at the global level. And, and using the sophisticated psyops, like this cute little video that I put there at the bottom of the article, that's what might put us over the edge, friends. They're targeting our children. We know that, but what they're teaching them is Communism. <laughs> I start to find a better way of saying it, but you know, they're teaching them that the global governance, that they need to sacrifice, make sacrifices for the collective. That's what they're really getting at. And in that little three-minute video, which is disturbing because they're indoctrinating children with it, but I, I think there's a line in there that reveals the core of their strategy. And it says, let's rewind and give power to the people who are left behind. Let's rewind. Haven't we seen this give power to the people idea before? For. Hmm, that's right. It's communism. <laughs> Maybe it's time we teach our kids what they're really being taught. Kids, you're being taught communism, communism, bad things. So when you find out that the communists are taking over the world, you know there's going to be a great deal of pain, suffering, starvation, and death because of it, because they cannot manage to quell their evil impulse to take total control of humanity. And that, friends, is the message of my heart for today. If you are enjoying this podcast, friends, please do me the great honor of clicking that little heart and giving me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Don't forget you can support this publication for as little as $7 a month by joining the Patriot Club and above all else, the greatest honor of all would be if you shared this with everyone you know. Friends, get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.